don't do psychedelics at a party like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's a bad idea. Hello, pals and gals, and welcome to another episode of XOXO Riverdale. That was a preview for the musical. Yeah, uh, I'm going to sing for this whole episode because <laughs> it was such a fabulous singing and dancing extravaganza. It was a roller coaster. It really was. It really was. I agree. Um... It's just up and down. I, yeah, I uh, just <laughs> just as a just just to let our fans know, I didn't write another song for this episode like I did last year at this time. Oh, bummer! I know, but that's why I'm going to sing through this episode instead. Um, so what's going on in the world of Riverdale? Social? Anything going on with our cast? Yeah, so. KJ is in a band with Rob Rocco. Oh, that's the nicest thing I've ever heard. They've been they've been playing together for a while, but now apparently it's like an official thing. I love it. Like great. it's a real band. Great. Great. Yeah. Let KJ play and sing music more than he does on his lovely show that he got hired to play and sing music on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great. Um, Charles is filming, I believe was the third a bad bad boys movie oh wonderful yeah <laughs> it's what we needed is another bad boys film it, i mean we really did um i think we all can very quickly and immediately recall the plot of the first two um well that song comes from it that's so good Bad boys, bad boys. What yes, you gonna yes, do? Yes. That's where it comes from. Bad boys and nothing else. And nothing else. <laughs> I just want, I don't know if you saw, this is totally aside, I don't know if you saw my Facebook post, but in a speech I just wrote, I made a reference to Tiwang Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Great. <laughs> just, I know it's not going to hit, and I'm so happy with it. <laughs> That's the confrontational comedy I expect from you. Yeah, it's in a speech for my hometown politician. And love I it. immediately after it wrote, and that's a movie we all remember and love, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've seen a few people on set. Uh, yes. Um, Madchen, KJ, Lily, Camilla, Cole, uh, Vanessa. They've all been on set. It was Vanessa's birthday. Mm -hmm. And they've wrapped as well for I the season. Seen wrap pictures. Oh, I thought maybe some of them are wrapped. Yeah, I haven't seen like a, there's hasn't been like a wrap party. Maybe they didn't. Okay, I don't know if they had a wrap party. I they feel like they've it. been through they've been through quite a lot, and maybe they're done for a while. Yeah. Well, there was also, so there was an article that came out. Where Roberto Garcia was going to talk about what they were doing with Luke Perry's character, uh -huh. and, I on it, and then it was clickbait, and he didn't say. But he yeah. seems to know what they're doing. 
Yeah, yeah. Like they have a plan. We just don't know what it is. Yeah, they're planning something. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, it's to recast the character. Yeah. I'm team. I'm team recast. Team recast. I think your team kill him. I think I'm team like, uh, like Thanos snap. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like nothing bad really. Like how like he doesn't feel pain. He just like goes away. Well. Or like like the leftovers. I don't know if, like, I don't know if Thanos snap is the right analogy then, because if you remember, Peter Parker said to uh, Tony Stark, so "Mr. Good. Stark, I don't feel so good." But he wasn't like screaming in pain. That is true. That would have been made that movie even more traumatic for all the ten year olds I was watching it with in the theater that then had to have chats with their parents after. Uh, or yeah. like- like the plot of the leftovers, but instead of like two percent of the population, it was just like one person. Yeah. Where did he go? We don't know, but yep. there's a machine that can get him through. <laughs> uh cool. We can talk about the episode now. You got anything? Uh I'm good. Uh overall, uh, how did you feel about this one? I didn't like it, and then I loved it, and then I didn't like it again. Yeah, this was really varied in quality. Yeah, really, really. I think my overall thesis about these musical episodes, now that we've seen two of them... Mm-hmm. Which, by the is, way, is better than Carrie. It was certainly better. I agree with that. I thought it was, was significantly better. Mm-hmm. But both the Car- Carrie the musical and Heather's the musical are not well-regarded musicals. And I think to have enough songs to sing in these Riverdale episodes, they've had to use some songs that are completely bottom-of-the-barrel songs from these musicals, which are kind of known to be somewhat inconsistent. Neither of them were successful. Carrie is uh, infamously considered a bad show. Yeah. Uh, Heather is sort of had a somewhat of a following on Broadway, but came and went very quickly. Yeah, and I would say, yeah, I only knew one song from Heather's, and I think a lot of people only knew one song from Heather's, and it was not an episode. Which song is that? I Uh, Love My Dead Gay Son. Oh, very interesting. Yes, because luckily, we didn't have any dead gays in this episode. Right. For anyone to sing that. I but mean, there's also like no even reference to that line, which is like the most famous line from the movie too. It's like yes. so iconic, and like it wasn't even. Do, don't you think that the most famous line from Heather's is "fuck me with a chainsaw"? I thought that too. I was torn between "fuck me with a chainsaw" and "I love my dead gay son." Yeah, and they did do a really good reference to "fuck me with a chainsaw." Yes, they did. Yeah, which was correctly saying "fuck me with a chainsaw." Yeah, which is so smart and really yeah. fun. So yeah, I mean, overall, certainly better. And mm-hmm. and I think that this episode had some really lovely moments for us as yeah. fans. Yeah. But definitely, they still can't really seem to do this and just give it a sense of fun and and just propel us through and have a good experience with these musical episodes. Yeah. All right, shall we get into it? Yeah, so the first thing I wrote is that like, yeah, the adults are right. Heather's is an inappropriate musical for a high school to do. Very much so. It's and then inap- I wrote Fuck Me With The Chainsaw. Yes, yes. Very, very inappropriate, obviously. Yeah, uh, and then they start singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like, inappropriate. However, 
You know, actually, it's really fun. I ended up uh, videoing a high school musical on Friday night after I watched this episode. Uh-huh. And it was uh, a high school production of The Wedding Singer. Oh. Which is apparently being done a lot these days. And The Wedding Singer is a dreadful musical. Yeah. Um, but there's stuff in The Wedding Singer that isn't hugely appropriate for high schoolers to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, and... I thought it was interesting, you know, some high schools you can get away with it, some high schools you don't get away with it. Apparently some high schools have done unedited Avenue Q. Now- uh, My high school, when we did, oh, I think it was Kiss Me Kate. Mm -hmm. So the place where they store all the Broadway scenery is in my hometown. Mm -hmm. And we used the facades from Avenue Q. For Kiss Me Kate. For Kiss Me Kate, like the actual Broadway built on the stage for Broadway facades for Avenue Q was for used for Kiss Me Kate. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love the set for Avenue Q. Yeah, I think that actually Avenue Q, yeah. Avenue Q just closed on Broadway. Yeah. Avenue Q would be a hilarious musical for Riverdale to do. Oh my God. Yeah, that would be just such a great tonal shift actually. Yeah. To have them all doing that. I think that it would be so enjoyable for us. But my, yeah, I agree. I agree. Heathers is not appropriate. My favorite tale of inappropriate high school musicals is from like a tweet from three years ago where someone said their high school did a production of Rent but like because it was inappropriate it was about diabetes oh uh, yeah there is a there is a junior version of Rent but they, it's still about AIDS yeah, yeah. <laughs> making it about diabetes it's so funny it's amazing Ugh, they couldn't even think of a better oh my god ugh so yeah. yeah, so so then we get into it, and Kevin's really pushing for this, and mm -hmm. this isn't really the Kevin that we've seen the last few episodes. No, someone has an episode line that they're going to go to Harvard, Duke, or Brown next year, and I was like, wait, what? It's Veronica. Okay, like I'm fine with her going there, but like how it sounds like she applied already. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing about grafting another musical onto these characters mm -hmm. is it's sort of, you want to, I, I kind of interpreted it to be their inner world. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought that this, I thought this opening number worked in that way pretty well with who they assigned everything to certainly better than last year. There's and I, did, I, during big fun, there's a really interesting part that like you're kind of getting to, but yeah. we'll talk we get there, you know, and I liked, the description in this point as in this part as uh cheryl is a mythic bitch as well yeah uh and and that's something i think that's so interesting about this episode in general is it was like kind of a commentary on the show and i don't think it was a hugely uh like smart commentary but it got really meta which i did yeah. think was kind of fun so something i noticed during the first song is that josie was like the worst singer Oh, I loved her voice in this. I thought just in this first song, she did not sound good. I thought Josie and KJ sounded the best in this number. Uh, I thought that actually Betty sounded the worst. Okay. I think that Lily, I love her and think she's really good on this show, but she clearly just didn't get cast for her singing abilities. Yeah, which is you know? fine. Yeah, totally. And I'll, uh, I have a lot to say about Cole Sprouse singing. Oh, we're going to talk about Cole Sprouse singing. It, that is also a roller coaster. <laughs> yes, that was a real roller coaster. Yeah. Um, so the song ends, and they're like, "We have 
so I don't remember who did this was like we have to find Gladys's lab and shut it down but like wasn't that the prison and didn't they already do that no that was Hiram's lab okay Gladys's lab we didn't know where it was yet okay what was happening is all of a sudden fizzle rocks were back mm -hmm. and they were like where what's the source of this and yeah. we knew it was Gladys we didn't know where the lab was yet yeah. Okay, and then Jughead sings a line, just not today, which, yes. so before the episode, Cole Spouse was like, I sing in this one, and he sang, like, those three words, and I thought it would be so funny if that's all he sang. I agree. Um, but that's, spoiler, not what happens. Yeah, spoiler, not what happens. Yeah. Then um, we get the most from this episode in general, and this, this scene sets it up. We get the most from Evelyn. Yeah, uh, in this episode, like Evelyn, really, we really get to see her in action in this episode. Yeah. So before, so oh, sorry. Hermione asks, "Are all of you this miserable?" Yes, and the answer is yes. Yes. Um, I think that the I mean, the casting for this musical was very confusing, and I think the most confusing was that Fangs played the geek. Yes. R.I.P. Dilton Doily. Yeah. Yeah. Our Riverdale has lost its resident geek, you know? Also, okay, and then so it was like, Evelyn's like, oh, I'm the co-director, co-producer. Mm -hmm. Like, sorry, Kevin, don't you always direct the musical alone? And so this is the second time he's directed a musical and the first time he co-directed with Fangs. That's like, right. That's right. <laughs> like, he's literally never done it alone. Yeah, he always co-directs. He always has a little co-director. Always that one other time. Oh, so weird. <laughs> yeah. So Josie plays Veronica and Sweet Pooh plays JD, which I actually think is good casting. I agree. Although it's just confusing that that character's name is Veronica. Yeah, we'll get. But yeah. that's not that's not the fault of Riverdale or Heather's. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Reggie has a line with that he and Archie are playing two single straight dudes doing some theater, which I think is just the best. I think it's. Not just the best, but like he did not read ahead in the script. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that those because those characters have a romance, right? They have a romance and a murder suicide because they're that's, gay lovers. <laughs> that's right. So that's very funny. Yeah, I wish that had been brought back in the episode. I but know. Just overall, more lines like this for Reggie on the show. Yes, this is the Reggie I want to see. Love it. There's a reference to Tony being a fly girl. Yes. All of a sudden, she's a very good dancer. Yeah, which there will be more about her dancing, which I have a lot of thoughts about, too. Yeah, but, like, did we know she was a good dancer? The thing is, she isn't. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll fair. There. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, and, and then the here's the iconic, does anybody have a chainsaw? Because what the blackout? <laughs> yeah, which was so fabulous. Yes. That was great. Yes. So, I mean, at least at least our Riverdale gang are having fun here. Yeah, at least we got almost got fun with the chainsaw. Yes, exactly. And then, so after the act break, Evelyn has them all like doing things that's very like for the farm. <laughs> but like, yes. I wrote, is this a theater exercise? Because maybe it, like it is. Yeah. Theater school. Uh, <laughs> no. For 12 years, but I did not go to theater school. Well, the line between, um, theater and cults are very pretty, pretty vague but yeah. that's also kind of 
Uh, I mean, this is kind of an interesting safety in the workplace discussion in that, you know, there's so many directors who like, you know, they have a reputation of being crazy, but they get results or for the first period of rehearsing, you'll end up a crying mess on the floor and he'll break you, but then he'll build you back up, blah, blah, blah. And all that stuff is very, very, very manipulative and not necessary. Like, in my opinion, it's not necessary for the work. Yeah, no, it's not. So uh, this, I love, I thought this was really smart because yeah, this sort of shit can happen in a theater environment. Yeah. And it's something to watch out for in a theater environment. If any of our listeners are like doing anything theatery, you don't need, you don't need to do that stuff in order to become a good actor. Yeah. You know, you really yeah. Um, so I love that they had the croquet, that they were ready to play croquet. And then they were like, they were like, well, Tony's going to do the, gonna show you the choreography and then Cheryl was like no I don't want to do it and then it was like well yeah maybe she shouldn't because they clearly already have choreography <laughs> well totally like they were they were fully think like there was choreography yeah and then, yeah and then Tony came in and her choreography was like way worse <laughs> totally like it was awful Tony's like this is what I'm doing and yeah, in the like, back with Tony's dancers, was one of them Val? I thought so, but it it wasn't because okay. I really, like I really studied it because yeah, I it was well, another it girl with frizzy hair, and I was like, yeah, oh, there's there's Val. It was one of the pretty poisons. Cool, but yeah, like the the did, Val, did Val switch schools? He must have. <laughs> yeah, because we haven't seen or heard and Melody her. too. Yeah, Mel and Val, maybe they have a successful career as the Pussycats without Josie. Without Josie, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, um, anyway, so Tony, whoever choreographed before Tony got there did a much better job than Tony. Uh, yes, you are absolutely right about that. We should Tony should be fired from this role, but never fired from the love we have from her in our hearts. Yep, this song is uh, the first but not the last time someone is off key and it's not corrected. <laughs> yep. Who was off key in this one again? You couldn't tell because it was when everyone was singing. Oh, yeah. Was off key. Yeah. <laughs> um, Betty had a fantastic brooch. It was part of the costume, but it was so good. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this is when we first see Chad Michael Murray, and I don't remember why, but we do because I wrote it. Oh, really? Yeah. N not at the end. Maybe I wrote that he was going to come. Yeah. You probably were like, oh, yeah, the farm. They're sponsoring yeah, the show. Because this is going to be Chad Michael Murray's moment. Yeah, and then they say the farm is producing for one reason, to have big fun, which is like, oh, shut up. Yeah, totally. It's very strange. Yeah. It's a very weird way to shoehorn in that reference. And then here's... For, for our listeners, because we're not doing this podcast, just the two of us, although it feels that way sometimes. <laughs> Um, uh, Big Fun is a, a t-shirt uh, that is worn in Heathers yes. that is a band that they like. Right. And yeah. then becomes a song and we see it. There's a whole thing. Yes. Yeah, so then it becomes um, a song in the musical. Yeah. So here's something that probably bothered you as much as it bothered me. So Evelyn's like, we're going to have the cast party tonight, even though we usually have it after the first night of the show, which is untrue. The cast party is after the last night of the show. Well, you can sometimes have an opening night party. That's fine. But I'm all for having cast parties before the show opens. 
But then they're just like parties. I wouldn't consider that like a cast party. Yeah, just it's just like socializing. Yeah. Yeah, that's and totally like fair. Cast party in uh, especially a high school theater is never after the first show. No, it's usually at the end. Yeah, it's usually after the last show. Very much so. In the middle of doing all the shows, sometimes you go out for burgers. Sometimes you go to the diner and then the diner stops wanting the drama club because they get kids don't tip very well. Anyway, yeah, and, and they, we all have high school and drama club diner stories. They're loud. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, you're 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 totally right. Um, yeah, and like I did I didn't like that the farm was hosting the party. And like Archie and Veronica and Juggy. Oh, I guess Juggy wasn't there. Right, and like Archie, Archie and Veronica, like they know what's going on with the farm via yeah. Betty, and Betty is really freaked out about the farm, and um, Evelyn's just like, the "We're gonna host this party," and like Archie's like, "Yeah," <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, "No, like you don't care about your friend and the fact that like you guys are all kind of hep to what's going on here." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like I thought that was very weird, writing wise. Yeah. So they're missing some prescriptions, and they're missing the trailer, which was immediately clear that we had a Walter White situation. Yes, meanwhile, on the actual show Riverdale, right. not Fantasy World. In the actual show Riverdale, it's the show Breaking Bad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hiram and Hermione are separating, and I wrote God Bless. I paused the episode and started cheering and clapping and doing a little dance. I was watching it as it aired, so I couldn't pause it, but like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was time. It was yeah. time in about episode two of this series. Yeah. For Hermione. I'm mad that Hiram pulled the trigger on this Uh huh. because he's so manipulative and terrible and so, so toxic. Yeah. But, Episode two, Hermione should have been like, mm, we don't need this guy. Yeah. And um, I, I know Veronica's sad and she right, wants so her parents to work it out. But, you know, really in the long run, think Ronnie's going to feel way better. Yeah, he's going to take five seasons and Veronica's like so sad. And it's like, this is what you wanted like five minutes ago. Yes, seriously. <laughs> like, and you get to keep the Pembroke. Like everything worked out in your favor. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, this is just, exactly what you wanted. Like, goodbye, Dad. Go shape the fuck up. Like, yeah, and then like Hiram's like, uh, it's Hermione's fault, and Hermione's like, it's because I sold the drugs out from under him, and it's like, and a lot of other things. I think there were a lot of reasons that they should be separating. Yeah, she had an affair. Yeah, and she sold the drugs out from under him, and also he's a criminal. And he's the worst he's a bad person yeah he is oh so i want to say shout out so i'm not going to name a name but when i was in high school my drama club would go to this thing called nice tea which was like the new york state theater education association and it was like a weekend theater camp thing and i spent the whole weekend with my friend and it turned out right before we left to go there her mother said told her her parents were getting a divorce Oh, interesting. And so we went through this whole, like, drama club thing with her with that, like, just happening. And I'm like, hey, this has happened to me. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's those sorts of activities that can really get us through our lives. Yeah. Well, I, so I didn't know that until, like, two years later when she, like, thanked me for, like, getting her through that weekend. And oh. I had, like, no idea what was happening. 
Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I hope Veronica thanks her friends properly by yeah. giving them a week at the Bonnui. <laughs> Drinks on the house, gambling, as many musical numbers as you can watch. Yeah, it was very funny. So my friend gave a speech, like actually a speech in front of the whole drama club as seniors thanking me. And it was right after I gave a whole speech about how um, everyone was shitty and I was glad to be leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, Kate. Love it. That's On brand. That's <laughs> great. Felt real um, good. Uh, um, and a bunch of people thanked me for that speech, and it was like, I was talking about you, you fucking idiot. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, so, they go to the farm. Speaking of fucking idiots. No, they don't go to the farm. They go to the fucking gargoyle room or whatever. Right, which is I like the farm has now. The farm yes. has sisters. So, first of all, main thing about this, I just think is really important to say about this scene. Kevin, we hate your hair. Yes. Your hair is a, is a mess. And yes. then this number devolved into just a, a horrible mess. Okay, but I also loved it. I hated this part. I think it started strong. And then, so there's, this is an interesting thing. There's, Reggie is singing to Veronica and Veronica is playing Heather, but the song itself is about the character Veronica. So Reggie is saying Veronica to Veronica, even though Veronica's Heather. Ugh, too much. Um. Sweet Pea's perfect. Sweet Pea is perfect. We love him. And then we cut to Veronica and Reggie in bed. And let me tell you, I have that same bra Veronica has on. Oh, that's great. Your bra yeah. twins with Veronica. Yeah. Your Veronica twins. Yeah. Um, and then um, Evelyn gives psychedelics yeah. to Kevin. Yeah. And she's and like, I right. I don't like this for many reasons. I uh, thought it was funny that they were maple mushrooms, but that's all I enjoyed. Sure. I didn't like this because <laughs> I don't like it when psychedelics are stigmatized. Mm -hmm. Just because I feel like it's old fashioned and dumb to right. write that into a plot. You know, we want to be clear and say that like Kevin's experience is entirely possible. Like that's, not out of the realm of what would help it happen in psychedelics, but yeah. it's just like kind of a tired. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend uh, giving someone any psychedelics and just being like, okay, have fun yourself and no one's going to mind you or help you out. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, that's what was happening to him. Yeah, he was like excited about it. He was like, oh, great. I'll do yeah. some shrooms. <laughs> like, But you know what I did like? I liked seeing Midge. Me too, of course. I like that too. I thought that was cool to bring that actress back to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like just um, for all of our kid listeners, don't do psychedelics at a party like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's a bad idea. It's a very bad idea. Yeah. If you want to do psychedelics, do them in the woods with your friends and wrap yourself in blankets. And have one friend who's not on them. Yes, have a moderator. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Um, anyway. So we have an act break, and then we come back to the craziest scene. Yes. So first of all, Jughead's in the show now. He's just, like, there. I know. And then, like, Fangs is like, I've also been seeing Midge. And it's like, hold on, what? And it's not addressed again. No. Was Fangs being, did Fangs get dosed with And drugs? then I wrote, what is this? And then, like, everyone just unloads. I know. And it's like. <laughs> 
none of them are like, mm, this seems like a bad idea. Yeah, none of them are like, oh, this is pretty upsetting to me and I'm not ready to talk about it. Or <laughs> I don't want to do this in drama club, thanks. I'll do it with my therapist. Yeah, but or we'll internalize it. Therapist don't exist, so, you know. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it was bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. And then Evelyn was like, this is what we in theater call a breakthrough. And like, no, it's not. No, absolutely not. That's what absolutely we in therapy not. call a breakthrough, but that's not a theater thing. No, it's not a theater thing. But wasn't Reggie in the scene like, guys, we shouldn't be doing this? Like, I feel like Reggie was the re was the voice of reason in this Yeah, scene. Reggie was the one that was like, this. I don't want to know these secrets. Yeah, and uh, I, I just, I, I've said this before on this podcast, I like the way they're writing Reggie right now. He's yeah. like, he really suffers no fools, this character Last, like, right now. Three episodes has been prime Reggie. Yeah, been a really good turnaround for Reggie, and he's getting really compelling, and I'm very into it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. And here's more bonkers stuff. So Archie wants to be official with Josie and Josie's like, Archie, we're just lonely souls. And Archie's like, that's not what I want, but that's like literally why Archie started dating her was he was like, I think we're both lonely souls. And then mm -hmm. they stop like, together. And mm -hmm. then now he's like, I don't think this is okay, Josie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you, I wrote, that was your selling point. Yes. And then we have another great Heather's reference. Uh-huh, go for it. Uh, what's your damage, child of the corn? Which That's is, right. What's your damage, Heather? Which I will say, as a child, before I was allowed to see the Heathers, my dad constantly said, what's your damage, Heather? So yeah. I, just, like, was, I was, like, primed to watch this movie eventually. Yeah, yeah, and it's a great, it's, it's, it's a great saying, what's your damage? Saying, what's your damage is so good. It is. It's, it's, it's really timeless. Yeah, and then Child of the Corn. Yes. And then, like, Cheryl's mad that Tony's wearing red, and I'm just This like, oh. was bananas. <laughs> and I really, really don't like watching Cheryl and Tony fight. Yeah! I just think it's such a waste of two good characters. Yeah! And there was something about a faux pink lady named Peaches. I don't remember. Yes, I didn't like any of that. And this is where... I'd like to say that I think that Heather's, this musical, mm -hmm. Heather's, it's an acquired taste for people who have bad taste in music. Okay. Because I thought that this song was just dreadful. Yeah. And then I wrote, oh, right, 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 right. Now I remember what was happening. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wrote, why is Sweet Pea here? Because it was unclear. And then I was like, oh, that's why he's here. And then it was like, no, that's not why he's here. He's just here. No, he's there because Tony was trying to assemble other students to have an orgy with her. Yeah, and then she, like, chickened out on it. Which is fine, because stop it. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, Reggie was just, uh, not Reggie, Sweetie was just, like, left alone on stage undressed. Yeah, in his underwear, and Sweet, oh my god, poor <laughs> Sweepy. Poor Sweepy. Um, Sweepy and Fangs were too busy for something, but Betty was there. I don't remember what that was. Oh, they were too busy with the musical, and it was like, but then shouldn't Betty be busy? Yes, that's right. That's right. When they were dividing everybody up to go, try to find the drug lab. Yeah, they were like, Sweepy and Fanny were busy, and it was like, what scene but, are they in together? And Betty, who is, um, Betty, who is one of the leads in the show, but she had time to help. Right. And then we get the closed rehearsal in the gargoyle chamber. Right. And this is, I thought that this scene 
first of all, well, first of all, Fangs joins the farm. Second, I thought this scene was building up to I love my dead gay son and that one of those two people were going to die. Totally. And I assumed it was going to be Fangs and I was really upset we were going to lose Fangs. But it didn't happen. But it didn't happen. We never got I love my but dead what gay did son. happen is somehow, magically, Kevin converted Fangs to being gay. <laughs> yes. Hold on one second. Mindy, shut up. <laughs> um. Well, but also in the last musical episode, Fangs was gay. Remember? He was? Yeah, like he was like- Does Fangs just go gay during musical season? Yeah, it was like a whole thing that like, all of us were like, wait, is Fangs gay? And then like it was, and then suddenly it was like he was having an affair with Midge and everyone was like, wait, I thought he was gay. You don't remember that? <laughs> I do, I do now that you bring it up. But Fangs, yeah, Fangs. Yeah, but Kevin, you know, Kevin got a toaster from, from the gay committee for what, for Fangs. Yeah. In this episode. I'm on the gay committee, so I'm allowed to say that. Okay. I mail, I mail out the toasters. You're in charge of toasters. I am. Um, so we have another act break and then we come back again to something just insane. So Archie's airboxing in his new gym, which he already made t-shirts for. Yes. And... He has this full, lovely gym to himself that's been all cleaned up, and Archie's had time to make sure the gym is in okay shape for him to work out in. Yes, and he made t-shirts for it. Yes, absolutely. Archie's doing a great job with his gym. Yes. That he now owns on this television program, Riverdale. Yeah. I wrote, this song sucks. Yeah, it totally sucked. And also, I know it was supposed to be sexy that Archie was all sweaty singing to, to Josie, but I think it was gross. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then, so we find out that Weatherby is in the farm. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah. Which, so, like, why was he against the Heathers if, like, the farm was producing it? Who knows? Um, Cheryl is in a sleeping dress. I love that dress. It was it so cool. It is a full gown. It, yeah. it has buttons. It is not a casual, it is not a dress, like, a dress shirt. That's what Cheryl sleeps yeah. in, and I am here for it. Yeah. I loved it. Um, so, okay. And then the fake fight between Tony and Cheryl was resolved when Tony said, what are we even fighting about? Yep. And then to which I said, that is correct, Tony. What are you even fighting about? Because I don't really remember or know. Nope. No idea. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to talk about... Yeah, go for it. Okay. So Betty is singing... And Cole, Cole's reactions were so good. I do want to backtrack a little before we get to okay. that scene. Okay. Because this something did get revealed here that was lovely writing. Mm -hmm. That really solidifies Cheryl's character. Okay. Why don't you let people get close, Cheryl? And then Tony says, what was your family like growing up? Cheryl said, my parents were always at, you know, uh, fighting with each other. Mm -hmm. And you refer to all in and all out and JJ was my rock and now JJ is gone. And I like looping it back to, you know, with, with Jason's death. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that this is what Riverdale is leading to, but how cool would it be if let's say the show lasts for like five, six seasons, mm -hmm. if really the entire, so, wouldn't it be cool if after like five seasons of this show, 
it really turned out that the central character was Cheryl and who's such a breakout character. Yeah. And that the show is, is about her coming to terms with her brother's death. And oh that the, la the last few episodes are really about her putting it behind her. And that's what the show's really about. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Riverdale writers take note. I think that'd be so cool. Yeah. Okay, anyway. so back to, okay, back to Betty singing. Okay, so Betty's singing. And I noticed, like, Cole Sprouse's acting while Betty was singing was incredible. His, uh, wh why do you feel that way? Betty was singing. Yeah. Because then he starts singing. Yes. And it's not good. But then he starts belting and he's great. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a better belter than a singer. But they did give him the line, we'll eat some chili fries, which is a really good line for Jughead to sing. Yeah. Also, for those at home who aren't singers, it's insane that he's great at belting and like can't carry a tune otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it means he doesn't have a lot of control, but he has a lot of power. Yeah, he's good breath support. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I like this whole number, though. Let us be seventeen. I thought that yeah. this um, aligns so well with uh, what the show is really about. You yeah, know? and then I thought that maybe this part, like when Cole turns into a good singer, is maybe like a High School Musical situation where, like, I don't know if you know this, but in the first High School Musical, like halfway through, they had to get a voice actor because Zac Efron's voice changed. Oh, I didn't know that. That's very he, like, interesting. Pretty much time to change it, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Did they just get someone else?" Oh, to uh, we were wondering that watching it here, if it was really Cole's voice specifically. Yeah, because it very well may not have been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's a question after the act break. Hiram says he found out that Hermione tried to have him killed twice. Mm -hmm. One time he was shot. Mm -hmm. What was the other time? Is this a quiz? <laughs> uh. It's a genuine question. Oh, it's a genuine question. Great. Uh, did she try to have him killed in prison? Did she? Hey, uh, tweeters, tweet with us the first time she tried to have him killed. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I love- get on, get on at XOXO Riverdale, pals and gals. And also please answer my question about the difference between fanfiction.net and archive of our own, because I really am curious where the state of fanfiction is. Great. Um. So I think it's great that Hiram took the portrait of himself to the hotel. Yeah. Which, I mean, we were just talking about Shit's Creek. <laughs> totally. It's a very Shit's Creaky thing to do. Yeah. I'd love a Riverdale spinoff that's, or if Hiram ends up a character on the final season of Shit's Creek, because he has to move out of town. What, what do you think his plot would be? Like, what do you think would happen? Like, he if Hiram moved to Shit's Creek? Yeah, like, he would obviously... I don't know if he'd be there the whole season. I think he'd stay in the motel. Yep. And I think I think he would end up really liking Stevie. Yes. But Stevie just like doesn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, Stevie is not into him. But I then, think like, I don't be, know what else would happen. I think he'd be trying to make friends. He'd be I like think... trying to take the town over, but like like Roland is like so dumb he can't manipulate him. Yes. <laughs> like so it just doesn't work. This is fanfic we need to write now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, something about devastating loneliness. Yes. I think it was, oh man, I wrote that down as a note as well. I, I wrote devastating, devastating loneliness already there. I wrote devastating loneliness. Oof. Yeah. 
uh, it was felt it was something that was kind of powerful. Yeah, this is where I wrote. I looked at what time it was, and I was worried we weren't going to have time for "I Love My Dead Gay Son." And you were right. I was right. Um, there's then, a great line where Veronica tells her parents she's not parent trapping them. Yes, which is great. It's a great yeah. reference. Yeah. Yeah. FP's like beat up. Huh? FP, we come back and FP's all beat up. Yes, but why? I don't remember. Oh, 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 oh. A head. head, which was a twizzle head. Yes, not to be confused with a scruffy looking nerf herder. Right. Because I feel like I, I love that line, tweaked out fizzle head. Yeah. Who was playing G and G in the road. Yeah. I love that yeah. Kevin's backstage and he's like, 10 minutes, everyone. Which reminds there was an old SNL character played by Horatio Stans who would come backstage and be like, five minutes. Yeah, and, and it also reminds me of Scooter from The Muppet Show. Yeah. But who, he says 10 minutes and everyone says, thank you, 10. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um and then, and like, then Jughead's in it, and it gets real preachy real but, fast. But before that, before Jughead is in the show, which is real stupid that all of a sudden yeah. he's in the show, I really love that Betty's MO now is just burning shit down. Betty's just like, we're just going to burn everything down that we don't like anymore. Yeah. <laughs> going to burn down my house. Going to burn down the trailer. Let's burn down all our houses. Let's yeah. just burn things down. We just burn this... it together, covered in suit. So now they do this song that's like so preachy. And yes. then, so I thought maybe we missed I Love My Dead Gay Son, which we clearly didn't because Archie and Reggie were still alive. Yes. Which means they took out a huge plot line of the musical. <laughs> well, it felt like the entire idea of them doing Heathers mm -hmm. disappeared. Yeah, and it was just those characters on stage. I mean, that, their costumes even melted away. Yeah, they were like they were like trying to send a message to their parents, but like I thought it was preachy and dumb. Oh, for sure, for sure, absolutely. It was no high school production of Alien. Yes. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. Yeah, just to you know, just to bring that up because it seems like a good time to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is so then we see Betty and Jughead burn the trailer, and then they I wrote. <laughs> Did they have time to fuck? Like, no, they, I don't think they had time to have hot fire sex. But they did. Oh, they did. They did. But we didn't get to see a, a, a steamy hot fire sex scene, which but I feel would have been like, so. Climb into the back seat of the car. That's true. But like, it must have been very fast. Well, how long does a teenage boy really need, Kate? <laughs> but poor Betty, then. Hey, poor Betty, for a lot of reasons, right now. Yeah. Okay, so that this is the second winning. time someone is off key and we're not sure who it is. Yeah. And then they start dancing and I can't watch Jughead dance. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I can't oh man. Yeah, we're gonna have to find some nice gifts of animated Jughead dancing from the 60s show to use this week on our Twitter feed. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only Jughead dancing I wanna see. Yeah. And then yeah. So this is the first time we see Edgar Ever Never. He stands up and like is the only one clapping, which is very confusing because as preachy as this song was, it was clearly at that finishing number and that everyone should just be clapping. Like it was very clear. Uh-huh. He's he's clapping and it's a slow clap, which is also inappropriate. And then the only people that clap are the people from the farm and they're all clapping in unison. Yes, uh, which I thought was very effective. I really it was liked very it. Very effective and very unrealistic. 
Yes. Yeah. It it was like nightmarish and strange. Yeah. Um, But something that I, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was really cool. And it didn't top the reveal of last year's curtain call. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm glad they didn't try to. And it sort of was scary in a whole different, in a whole different way, which I really liked. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say before we go, uh, because I watch it live, I see the preview for next week. And remember I said there was that Instagram with Mad Dog on set, and we're like, I don't know, maybe it's an old one. Mad Dog's in next week's episode, baby. So Mad Dog wasn't dead? Matt, we never saw Mad Dog die. That's right. Which but is didn't the they say... when I brought up that Instagram post, is you said they... but Mad Dog dead. Yeah, yeah, but... but... <laughs> But they said he they said he died, right? No, they didn't. The warden said he died, and then he went and that's, fought Archie. That's right. And he helped Archie escape. That's right. So Mad Dog will be back with some information for us fans. So who's on your crush list this, this week? Crush list or power list? Let's do crush list first. Okay, Sweet Pea, who uh, I think is now permanent. Oh, yeah, he's wonderful. I love him. Reggie. Uh-huh. And then I put Archie because, like, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna say for this one, Sweet Pea, uh-huh. Betty for her outfits. Okay. And I'm gonna say Reggie. <laughs> Power list. Um, I have Evelyn. Mm-hmm. And then Edgar. Oh, cool. And then Jughead. Mm-hmm. He's but burned down that trailer. Be- Vegas at the top. Right, Vegas at the top. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think for my power list this week, I would probably, yeah, I think Evelyn at the top is right. Yeah. I think Evelyn at the top. And then, um, yeah, Jughead and Betty together. Okay. And then uh, I'm going to say Kevin. Okay. (laughs) I just think he was like, he didn't really do it. Like, Evelyn made him do everything. Mr. Weatherby. I'm going to put him on there. Okay, you're just naming people now. (laughs) But at the top of my list is Stephen Sondheim. (laughs) The god of musical theater. (laughs) You picked Sondheim? Sure. Okay. Sondheim. Next week's episode. So for a while we've been going, like, it seems like they stopped using movie titles. Yeah. And when they did use movie titles, they didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Next week's episode is called The Master. It's a movie title and it makes sense. As in Master and Commander? No, The Master as in the Paul Thomas Anderson movie about L. Ron Hubbard. Sorry, I got the two. Yes, the Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson film about L. Ron Hubbard. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think we're going to do a deep dive into The Farm. Yes. Which will be fun. And the farm so far, a lot of the techniques feel very much like what I know about Scientology. Yes. So I'm into I have like, to say, I know a lot about Scientology. Me too. Watch the Remini show. I don't watch the Remini show, but I read Going Clear. Okay. But okay. So there's Going Clear. Um, David Miscavige, his niece wrote niece. a book. Yes. I know that. Yes. Um, and then... So, you know, like, Leah Remini left and she has this show. Yeah. The show is insane. First of all, like, there's so many things that we didn't know, like, the tie with, like, the Church of Islam and, like, Louis Farrakhan. 
Oh, I didn't know anything like, about that. Like there's like insane right. flies. That was like a recent one. And like how they prey on people and how there's people still in Scientology, even though they've been declared suppressive people. And now the show is starting to get people who left Scientology because of the show in the first place. If, you know, if Riverdale only accomplishes the goal of like making more young people aware of like how cults work, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Also, because- The Master is a good movie. Yeah, I've heard The Master is amazing. It's so. great. It's, I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Amy Adams, Rami Malek, Jesse Plemons. Mm, I miss Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was just a I wonderful actor. Him. He was my favorite actor. Have and you he- ever have you ever seen Pirate Radio? Yes. That's my favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. Okay. It's the most Louis-ish. Yeah, that's definitely the right. Anyway, thanks to our editor, Angelie Mercado. And our theme songwriter, Louis Aronowitz. And you can follow us on social media. Like, share, subscribe, rate. Respond to our questions. Respond to our questions. We're desperate. And thanks to everybody who's sticking with the show and listening to it. And uh, we're having such a good time wading through like what's like just a real off-the-rails season of this show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm Louis Perlman. I'm Kate Batter. All right, pals and gals. We'll see you soon on another episode of XOXO Riverdale. Yeah.